we're back. Sean and Cass, back at it again. Back at it again. Very eight podcast. <laughs> oh, no, we already did it. Yeah, you're not getting it. You're not going to get, you're not going to, I'm not going to make you look cool. <laughs> I already did it. <laughs> What's your sign for the Very Eight podcast? I just went like this. I went Very Eight. Oh, that's cool. Or or we could do, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like Very Eight, we're here. <laughs> don't hesitate. What, if you need something, don't hesitate to ask someone else yeah. first? Yeah, oh, it's so fucking funny. I was listening to like the song that this podcast and our company's named after which I thought of as a company name when I was like 16 mm-hmm. is very eight by Nirvana. And, uh, it's so funny cause you listen to the words and it's like, if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate. Ask someone else first. I'm too busy acting like I'm not naive. I've seen it all. I've, I was here first. <laughs> it's so funny that our company is named after a song that says, if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to ask someone else first. I love that. It's, it's kind of appropriate it's though. It's so us. It's so like, yeah, be careful what you do with words and those kind of things because that might not have been our destiny at first, but it certainly is now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially business-wise. For friends, community, we're here. We're here. Yeah, no, but sometimes you get that email and you're just like, us? Why? Why us? Probably, We're probably not the right people. I don't know how many times I've written an email responding to someone being like, yeah, we're just not. We're not the right people for this. You could get someone who's better. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like what we do in the film world is like, it's, it's so specific to us. It's like, you know, it it, it would be hard to copy in that way, but it's also like a hard to make it translate uh, to companies. Somehow they keep coming to us. Right. But sometimes, you know, it's like a friend and you're like, you could find someone cheaper with more enthusiasm. (laughs) I think, I think a lot of people don't understand what we do. I think they think we own cameras and like, you know, we, you know, like we shoot this podcast on our cell phones. The only piece of equipment we have is this Zoom mic. So when we go to make something, it's like, we're hiring a team. We're doing something very creative. We're not like, I think like, you know, people will be like, oh, you know, my band's having a concert. Like you should, you should come. You know, it's like well, we don't really do that. Like I don't, we don't really. Do it would it. just cost too much. Yeah, there yeah, are like one man band teams. Yeah, there's people for that. We know those people, but that's, that ain't us. But I think when you don't do everything, you have more spaciousness to be creative, and I think that's uh, the advantageous aspect of working with someone who works in a team because they're looking at it a little differently. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I've I've always worked with a team. It was at first just me and another guy, and then it just grew from there. But I've never held a camera for one of our shoots or anything. I'm, not I mean, yet. Not yet. Not yet. I I oh no, I have. Uh, we made that movie Trump Rally. That's true. Where you and I shot it. That was kind of crazy. It really did unlock something, and it does. It is fun. It was so freeing. It was like wow, we can go do this on our own. We don't need to hire a bunch of people. Like we can figure this out on our own. But yeah, we it, also made that on our cell phones. So. It kind of looks like it. Yeah, I don't know how to pull focus. Like, I can't, uh, like, I could not focus on a subject and also pull focus. And like think the, of a question or, y- yeah. you know, engage them yeah. or whatever it line is. up the next shot. You're like, you're on that last shot because you're like, where am I going to get this? Yeah. Yeah, so it takes a lot of different practice. And that's why it's good people being good at their own thing. You know, it's, that's right. why it's good we have each other just in life. Yeah. You know, some people are better at X, Y, Z. Yeah, the, the thing, that, the, it's funny because I've noticed lately, especially, especially that we're shooting again, you know, like we went from not having been behind a camera in two years to now we're working on two projects simultaneously and it's crazy. But um, 
when we were on set for this last one, I was like, you know, the, what I do isn't uh, super tangible. Like the the thing I'm good at isn't really that noticeable or tangible if I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. It's just like kind of like putting a vibe out there. In terms of shooting and stuff, we always hire such pros that it's like we go into it and they already know what I want, what we what we're trying to get, and that kind of thing. So it's just like little minor tinkering, but for the most part, it's just like holding good space and making feel like people feel like they could be uh, their most open, vulnerable selves in front of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I see the value in it, but yeah, I can see how you could get self-conscious sometimes being like... I mean, it looks like you you are making this movie and I'm hanging out with you while you do it. You yeah, know, that's kind of how it looks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even working with subjects sometimes, like I know I'll like, I, I, I can read certain, especially men, certain energies where I'm like, look, I need them to do something, but... Uh, I shouldn't be the I shouldn't be the messenger on this one. It's like we both agree, like, hey, the vibe should change or this or that. But like, I, I, you got to be the messenger. It, it's like when we have to kick people out of our house. You know what I mean? It's like, Cass, if it comes from you, it's not gonna. I just feel like it's not gonna haunt them as much. You know, like you're you're really good with that stuff. <laughs> I think you just say that so you can get out of it. I'll fucking do it. No, I wouldn't let you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you know. Yeah, we we have an ongoing party. We love to party. Basically, we started a party when we got together, and it hasn't stopped. And I can't believe we've been keeping it going for 10 years. Yeah. It's never the best of us when we're like, hey, you know, we need to like... Because usually when we we have an adrenaline letdown, when we're like, yo, we need the place to ourselves. And then we spend two days being miserable. Like, we so desperately need spaciousness and alone time or whatever it is. Like, you and I just need spaciousness from each other. Yeah, yeah. an in-breath. An in-breath. But yeah. sometimes I'm like, the in-breaths are so not fun. Like, do I really need them? I barely need them anymore. Like, I feel like we just went on a three-month stretch where there was, like, just people here all the time. Like, the, these past two days have been the first time it's just been you and I in months. And I'm like... Yeah, this is cool. Like right. basically I just need to clean up. That's the only thing I really feel like I need to do in terms of the in breath. It's like to take care of like some just minor O C D stuff that I have. <laughs> we like each other and all, but it's not as much fun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have so much fun with you. Yeah, we have the best time. We've been having the best time. It's fucking crazy, Cass. Like, thank God I fucking met you and followed my heart and you know, like I was married when I met you and it wasn't convenient and like nothing about, you know, the beginning of this relationship was uh, like very glamorous or, you know, or anything like that. It was like kind of like sticky and muddy and um, and weird and like, you know, there's just like feelings of guilt and like, is this appropriate? And you should read, Mare just sent me what my Venus in the 12th house and it talks about how relationships usually will come out of like weird situations and kind of like, like all this stuff. Like it's just my path. I don't know. Like I, that was meant to happen, you know. Yeah. So as much as I want to judge it or be regretful about it, like I guess that was what was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I've embraced it a little bit, you know, and and just. I think it's about switching to appreciation, like appreciating that we had like some drama that at the beginning of our relationship so that we prioritized 
us not having drama with each other in a way yeah it's like like we've had enough drama for a lifetime yeah yeah it's like we really really went in and through that shit and you know we're like cool can now that we're through that can we just make our life fun and funny and like really not have many responsibilities and try to just do our thing i think it's why i don't like, like you're like, I don't know, I don't have a vision for our life in this night. It's because we're living the life that we want, to, that, that we designed for ourselves from a long time ago. Like, we have the dope apartment do we I want. Do I say I don't have a vision for our life? Yeah, you were saying yesterday, like, oh my God, I'm concerned. Like, I why said I'm confused. You, because, because you're not wanting for things. You're not like, uh, you know, you don't have the moving on up attitude right now. Oh it's yeah, like, the fact that I don't have a plan for after this apartment freaks me out. Because I'm like, am I just going to live here forever? You know, it, does, it feels like confining sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I'm not like as motivated to find a new place or figure that out or there's nowhere else I want to live. I like, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm living too much in the present. It's concerning to me. Mm. Gotta, I gotta like have some more balance. <laughs> I mean, balance happens, which is beautiful. It is, we are the balance. And as much as you want to be like, okay, we're just going to have fun. It's like, and then you have the not fun times. Oh yeah. And then you're just like, I don't know part of the ride what i mean by uh like can we devote our life to having fun it's like can we not have to like let's figure out a way to not have to answer to a boss yeah even if that's actually a lot less comfortable for us like let's get used to uh those those long stretches of discomfort because it's worth it because we don't have a boss and we don't have a schedule i don't really have to answer to anybody so uh you know i think that's something i wouldn't have even considered or really thought of that much until I met you, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I met you, if you think about it, I met you at the beginning of my Saturn return. Yeah. Kind of, kind of the end. Kind of the end. middle. I don't yeah. know. I think it's like 27 to 30. Uh, yeah. So like I met you at like 28 and we got together really when I was the summer where I was turning 30 and I'm turning 40 tomorrow. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, I will I will now ring this bell 40 times in okay. to honor my... All right. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I met you, uh, yeah, I guess in the middle of my Saturn return. And it's so funny. I think back now and I'm like, I had no idea who I was. The only thing I was sure of is that like you and I should do things together. But I had no idea who I was. And I thought I did. But it was all ego stuff. Yeah. yeah you get to dissolve who you think you are like many times in this lifetime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and especially if you have a bunch of stuff moon in the 12th house or something which is what mayor talks about oh this yeah dissolution that's part of it yeah i think so mm-hmm. um so i don't know you might be many more people in this lifetime which is also very exciting it. i look forward to it you know? i keep waiting for the morning you wake up and you're like cast we're waking up at 7 a.m every day now it's not going to be that kind of change with me you know, it's, it's more subtle, but if you had a conversation with the motherfucker you first met, I don't know if you'd really care to talk to that guy anymore. Like if he walked in here right now, like I have become a different person in a lot of ways. I think it, I've become a better person. It's funny. Cause I was like so in love and attracted to you, but there were things about you that I didn't like, like, like any ego stuff. Like uh, yeah. there was ego stuff that I was like, God, I do not like these qualities about you. Yeah. And, but I was so in love with you that I couldn't be like picky and choosy. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. have a choice. Like I was in, I'm in, I'm in love with an asshole or whatever you were at times. Yeah. And then you just like, 
at 30 you just like calm down and you calm down and you calm down and these things that like i didn't particularly it wasn't a lot of things but little things you know things that you didn't like about me like i was more of an anxious mess or whatever like you're never gonna start dating the perfect person but if you give people spaciousness to surprise you and adjust and evolve like you're probably gonna fall more in love with them Mm. and i think that's what happened yeah you know i feel like yeah you were a little more like of a hot shot or whatever but like you can when you love someone you can kind of see through that you can see through the veneer because you get their soft side too yeah yeah i mean uh i'm not even trying to defend myself because i don't really like that motherfucker (laughs) no he's cute yeah but like like I, i attribute that to like Yo, I had really lofty goals. Like since I was 16, I really wanted to make films. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I got around to doing that, was like 27, right when I met you. Like, like right, I met you shortly after. I had made two films when I met you, and I was going at it alone, like really alone. Like nobody was helping me or cheering me on. No one knew me or anything like that. And uh, I didn't have, you know, support from the industry. I didn't have, I just didn't have support. So I had to like fight for these little babies that I put out there in a way and not even fight to get them noticed, but like fight to prevent them from becoming, uh, you know, lumped in with everything else and commodified and me just lose my, like, I I just felt like very defensive over my artistic vision because it was going to take a lot to overcome some of the uh, the urges that were going to make it less pure and less me. And so, I don't know, you probably had to, you. I mean, you had to listen to me scream on the phone to people and like, just shit I would never do now, you know? Like shit, I, would just, I just wouldn't bother. It's just like, okay, you, you want to fucking rip me off or you want to do this or that, you're not going to get the pleasure of me tearing your head off, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah no it's it's funny it's like i can't even it's i have i have the worst memory which i think behooves me in a lot of ways me (laughs) yeah because i can't i can't recall like things just like flow right through me and experiences Mm -hmm. and like luckily it's allowed me to not really attach to a lot of things like you're wearing this shirt hilarious that says remember and it's of an elephant a pink elephant wearing a t-shirt of itself that's saying remember (laughs) Remember? Remember? Remember. Remember. And we can't even remember who picked the shirt out. Oh, man. That's pretty funny. I think I picked it out, and you think you picked it it's out. It's so funny because our I, I have such a clear memory of the moment that I found this shirt, and I picked it out, and I held it up, and you were like, no, it's too bright and bold for where we're going because I had to get this in a pinch. I didn't have any other clothes. And I could have sworn you waved me off and waved it off. And I was like, let me try it on. And I tried it on. And then, then you were like, yeah, you should get it. But you remember. I remember you, pulling it off the rack being like, oh, what is this? This is kind of funny. Handing it to you. You holding it up. And I'm being like, I don't know. It's a little loud. <laughs> and then you tried it on. And I was like, all right, it's good. Wow. It's so fucking funny. And then we had another thing. I can't even get into it. But we have other things that it's like, we're not sure who remembered something right probably neither one of us really when it comes down to it yeah it's so distorted yeah because what what you're doing is like when you're logging a memory you're you're logging it uh to uh fit the story of you the most right yeah yeah like of course i would pick out the shirt that you decided to get 
Yeah, but I, I just feel like that's something like we would both be pretty kind of real and honest about, but we just really genuinely remember it differently. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to trust any of that, especially when I'm building a bad story about somebody. Like like you always say, like, I'm a good storyteller, but I'm I'm good at telling bad stories I too. Know. I'm yeah. good at being like, hey, have you noticed this? Do you remember that? You know, like just just doing that kind of thing. But it's like, what is all that stuff based on? Probably false memories uh, that that shouldn't be accessed that I'm skewing in real time to make my case. Yeah, fear narratives. Mm-hmm. That's why when when I saw that shirt and I pulled it out, I th- as I remember it, I <laughs> when you gifted when you gifted me with this. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I I when I see that the word remember, to me it's so much more existential than any particular detail. Like remembering details is like. It's a fool's errand. Mm. Remembering your divine nature yes. is kind of what's up. Yeah. Like remembering the larger story of who you are and what we are in the unknown yeah. is like, that's what's worth remembering. Yeah. What you, how someone offended you three days ago is like not really what you want to remember. No. So you kind of kind of want to be selective in your memories. <laughs> well, you want to be, uh, you know, it's like, what, what do they say in church? Do it. What does Jesus say? Do this in memory of me in remembrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in remembrance of, uh, you know, your higher self, blah, 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 all this kind of shit. It's, it's pretty obvious what we're saying, but. Yeah, when you remember the bigger interconnectedness of us. Yeah, yeah. Remembering how someone offended you is like, it's no longer valid. Because mm-hmm. if you remember that you're interconnected to them and that you're a sacred mirror of them and that, you know, you remember that your memories are faulty. Mm. Then it's like, yeah. I do like it though. I love reminders. I love things that kind of like hit me in the gut, and that shirt did. It kind of like hit me in the gut, like. <gasps> yeah, yeah, totally. Because <gasps> because yeah. I've had so many moments where I'm like, crying, because I forgot. Uh huh. Oh. I'm just so sorry. fucking lost in the sauce, completely just like off the path, in the dark. Or like yeah, or I'm taking the sacrament. I'm really high. I'm feeling and experiencing the divine nature of reality. And I'm so devastated that I could have um, <laughs> lost that narrative, you know, and been so tragically human. And that's why, like, uh, repeated use of psychedelics, maybe not excessive use of psychedelics, but a, a return, a seasonal check-in has become so... <laughs> valuable for so many people not just us but like um because you can really get like a little lost and these that's why when people take mushrooms they have a decrease in or a a curing i guess or of anxiety and depression for like up to six months yeah it lifts the veil for a little bit helps you remember for sure i i've been i've been lost like deeply lost in the darkness like so many times in my life so many times this month <laughs> that i so many times yesterday that, that like <laughs> I, I think what staves off uh depression for me is is like just really kind of not taking those that that version of me too seriously not letting those stories bundle up which is really like self-doubt and self-hatred not letting my creative potential being poured into like 
bundling that stuff up and let it turn into like terrible narratives about me. I've I've been so lost so many times that I'm just like, oh, this is part of this. The forgetting is part of it. That's why it, like remembering is so fun. That's why acid's so fun. It's like it helps you remember. The mushrooms help you remember. Weed helps you remember. It slows it down a little bit, you know. Yeah, I wanted to ask you makes me want to ask you what kind of wisdom you feel like you have being older but i want to start with the wisdom i have (laughs) yeah it's probably the same as mine so i'll go for it but it's exactly what you're saying basically that it's like when you're a kid and things happen you think it's like so consequential you know or that you get lost or you're scared or you're having a day of like deep depression and you're like, wow, this is going to last forever. And sometimes as you get older, you still have that, of course. But there is like with experience comes perspective and you're zoomed out and you're like, oh, like you can get there's like a version of you that's like, oh, look at you being all upset. Like the sun will come out again and there will be a better day and you can kind of like have a more of a sense of humor about all your trials and tribulations. Yeah, I mean, that's best case scenario if you learn to develop a sense of humor early and often about those kind of things. But you know, it's just like when you're a kid, it's, it's you just have less of a sample size. Yeah. That's all it is. And like th- that that's all I have now in 40 years is like just a bit more of a sample size as to my behaviors, the way I react to certain things, what triggers me, all that stuff. So I just learned to take it a little less seriously um, and then I forget you know yeah well it's like luckily you have me who's learned to take you less seriously too you know we being absolutely because if you take if you take your partner having a freak out too seriously like you kind of trap them in a box of that freak out yeah yeah and it's like you really don't want to do that to someone who's like kind of losing their shit you kind of want to let them like you are the best at that you really are. And it's not just for me. I think you've had a lot of practice with me, so it so naturally extends to everyone else. But you do not hold a motherfucker to their lowest moment. I you can't remember their lowest well, moment. Well, yeah, there you, you got. <laughs> there is that. But like you in my lowest moment see the best version of me somehow. You know what I mean? You're like, stop. And well, you're, just, you're just basically like, stop. That's where, come we, on, come on. That's where we fight sometimes because sometimes you're seeing the lowest version of someone else and I'm like holding them to their highest version and you're yeah, like... Yeah, I know, I know. I'm like, no, don't you want to see... <laughs> the darkness? Yeah, don't you want to see the darkness? <laughs> and I'm like, don't you want to see the light? That's where I've started this thing where I'm like, I have bubble buddies. Yeah. You know, like I have friends who I count on to be positive. Yeah. And who like kind of are like on that bent like we've never really seen them off their game we've never really seen them go into a bad mood or anything like that not that they don't have i have and i know that they do but like i think of daniel and joey like i can count on them like in a group setting to like hold like a high vibe of like wanting to make someone feel good and smile and like yeah they're they're my bubble buddies you know margo and oh yeah and then there's there's people who like are just as it like diving the depths of the darkness is like just as interesting, but it's like a different course. Mm. And we all kind of take these courses and some of us like to like swim like little fishies up near the surface where, the, where the sun comes in a little bit. And then some people are like, yo, on the, uh, on you, the you think me and Mare are down there swimming around in the Not depths. always. You guys are my bubble buddies too. Yeah. But I think you have, you can have, I don't even know if Mare, Mare might be more of a bubble buddy, honestly. I don't even know. She is. She's a bubble buddy. She's an unexpected bubble buddy. Yeah, for sure. 
she's my secret bubble bunny yeah for sure but then there's also like the the if you swim the depths like if you're like down there like there's all this interesting stuff on the surface of the ocean yeah and there's other other mofos who are just like getting that the good stuff that's where all the sediment and the earth and everything is yeah that deep down that deep down yeah Hmm. it's good we have each other yeah and then you meet in the middle and then you go back and it's like it'd be so boring if everyone was like all happy all the time like oh my god and then it'd be so lame if everyone was like down here and I, I i do think overall that the vibe could be a lot higher than it is where when in life in america in this world in this current moment like you know because we take things too seriously probably yeah yeah we we take things very very fucking seriously i feel like there's been a big evolution of how seriously you've taken you take things even like other people's politics and myself too like i used to be so upset like this whole like thank god before this whole vaccine thing i stopped caring what other people like their political views and just like having spaciousness and understanding why different people believe different things and and yeah. that it's not for me to get on Facebook and change their mind. Yeah, and it's yeah. <laughs> and um man, that was really well put. That was that was good cuz um yeah, that's something I almost had to like consciously quit because it's like it's just like a little part of you that doesn't want to have compassion and and understand like you just said um what might have led somebody to holding those beliefs. Or the value of them holding those beliefs. Yeah. Like, I've kind of come to this 360 where, I don't know if I want to get into the vaccine thing. Basically, I do understand the value of resistance to the dominant narrative of yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's power in questioning things. Mm. Do I think it may be leading to variants and more people dying and stuff like that yeah and i think it can be kind of stupid but i'm also like understanding that maybe if there wasn't that resistance we'd be going a lot further a lot deeper a lot faster of pharmaceutical companies injecting people with whatever the fuck they want you know what i mean like having that resistant front like kind of creates a barrier of protection for all of us Mm -hmm. whereas most people getting vaccinated also creates a barrier of protection for all of us. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause, um, yeah, I think I, I definitely used to get, uh, very triggered when I, when I would hear people like proudly talk about some just like low frequency anti-human shit. Mm-hmm. No, I just listen. I don't know. I, I think that that's like, if, if I've brought back, if I have any wisdom, in 40 years my biggest bit of wisdom is that uh, i don't know shit yeah i really don't know shit and uh and i guess i could safely assume that about most other people yeah yeah right? we don't we don't know anything <laughs> we're trapped in a mystery trapped in a mystery I we like are that. We're, yeah. we're, tra- we're trapped in a mystery and um it's funny because we hang out with a lot of people in their 20s and it's so fucking cute and adorable that like you know when when they think they really know something and and maybe they do, and maybe that that works for their life or whatever. But like, you, you get older, and like, man, I'm embarrassed about the 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 type of shit, the the views I held, and the way I behaved when I was in my twenties. Yeah, I had some. You know, that motherfucker got me here, and I had to evolve to this place. Um, 
but yeah, I didn't know shit then and I don't know shit now. And uh, you know, all, all I have is lived experience and I can only really speak for myself. And you know, uh, I think that if, if I spoke about, uh, my, my politics more, I think uh, people would think I was a real fucking crazy ass radical. And, uh, you know, that that's that's isolating in a way yeah i think i think the the jokes on you always not you in particular but like the the jokes on me when i've like because i've i've done the whole i think you went a little deeper or was in there a little longer and maybe like now we're going back like six years or something to like the facebook fights or whatever it was maybe eight years oh yeah where you'd spend like a lot of time myself included just being like yo i need to tell people how it is and how they're a bad person because they think xyz mm. and how they need to be compassionate and then i just started like breathing into it and realizing like some of the people i hate the most are also the most generous yeah you know some of the people that i think say the most inhumane hateful things are the people who show up to every family event and are there when someone dies or there when like a, someone needs something in the family and it's almost like it just instead of being like they're better than me i don't believe that either i just believe that like there's balance to who we are as people and when you want to point out how bad someone else is or how wrong they are or how hateful they are you like all of a sudden it's a valuable practice because then all the places in you where you're hateful or ungenerous or unloving like all of a sudden like just like come to the surface and you become this monster and you're like fuck man well, well that urge comes from the like don't look at me you know i'm, I'm gonna get you but don't don't look at me you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like it's like self-defense it's like you're not a good person and and it's like we, we do it as a country I, I almost got pulled into politics yesterday because like uh you know this dude i know who, who i know is just like kind of a, a just like some fucking liberal you know, he's talking shit about Cuba, like, and, and it's like, like, like we're something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, do you know that, um, they train our doctors for free as long as those doctors agree to go back and serve the, the poor communities here? Do you know that they have, uh, you know, like our, our infant mortality is through the roof compared to theirs. Do you know they have a, a, a lung cancer vaccine. You know, like I could go on and on and on and on. Or maybe on the reason on. that there is extreme poverty is because they're not allowed to trade with the rest of the world. We put crippling sanctions <laughs> on them and their people are like, what the fuck? And then we're like, see? See how bad communism is? Yeah. It's like, yeah. So I don't, I don't even want to get started on it. It's, all, it's, it's kind of all so obvious. And I think what's fun about it is watching somebody kind of spin their wheels like that, including myself, and then come into the realization. And it's like, you've got to be above that in this life. You know, if you're judging people through the prism of politics, like, it's really... Fucking, you're going to hate every motherfucker. You're going to end up hating every motherfucker. It's so stupid. And it's... And it's they, they want increasingly nuanced battle lines to be drawn and we do the work for them we fight the rich man's war every time we judge one of our brothers and sisters here and shut them out we do we fight the rich man's war they want us like that they want us divided and in competition and fighting online fighting online little fucking little petty little squabbles distracted distracted you know? yeah well and it doesn't like one i realized it like doesn't I felt like it would help because I felt that people who were aggressive online had actually changed my heart. Like there were radical people like when I was early in college, like talking about like 
being actively anti-racist and the importance of that. And I was like, wow, this really like opened my heart and made me like look at things differently and realize like, oh, the work isn't just not being racist. It's being anti-racist. And what does that look like? And what does that mean? And I wouldn't have known about that stuff if it wasn't for people being outspoken and calling other people out online. So like I was like, wow, there's a value in this. I want to be part of this thing. But then I think I'm like kind of an exception. Mm-hmm. of people who like wants their mind to be changed by other people like yelling at things you know i'm like oh i want to i want yeah but then i think there's just like more of a like we all have these egos so it's hard to not and i'm also very much like this like it's hard not to just be defensive and when you're defensive you're like well you're an asshole no yeah. you're an asshole yeah i mean we're talking about something we've all been through it's really about. lame fucking low frequency behavior and you know it's funny because you think you're better than that person when you're typing up like the sick burn well and you're really good with your words so sometimes it's like it really does probably felt felt good to like i'm gonna get them yeah i mean and like in in my heart like i don't know i'd like to think that fucking i've changed some people's minds or or i've pulled people uh you know further I think of it as not pulling them left or anything. I'm thinking of it as pulling them out of seeing things through that and, and you know, getting a clearer picture as to what's going on. And it's, you know. It's yeah, because you're like a systems analyst. Like, you can see the bigger picture where I get, like, very zoomed in and you're like, Phew. then that's the power of words and communication. It's just, I think, certain areas just have become so toxic that there's no there's no value mm-hmm. in doing the work in that world. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, th- there's one thing I've I've noticed over time too is like, I think that the human urge uh, to fit in kind of trumps a lot of other things, doesn't it? Interesting. I yeah. think it even trumps sometimes our sexual urge. You know. Well, of course. The 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 urge to want to be accepted and want to fit in, and yeah, uh, embraced so, by your community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why people stayed closeted for so long. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's why, um, you know, so many, you know, so many people want to go around saying that they're woke, whatever the fuck that means. They don't know jack shit, you know. So it, this this urge to want to fit in, I think, is like a driving force of a lot of people's behavior, um, especially in the in the political forum. Yeah. You like even what you're saying, it's like that, that, like, hey, somebody wrote something on Facebook when I was young and I read that and it's like this and that. And it's like part of that was you thought that person was cool. Yeah. You know, and you wanted to kind of be more like them. And and I'm not saying any of this is wrong. I think it's why what we do is try to seduce people into a church of chill. Right. Let's slow down. Like what this planet needs is for us to slow the fuck down for like 10 or 12 generations, you know, (laughs) like really chill, chill the fuck out. Let's not stress this place so much. Let's not stress our environments to the point where they're fighting back, (laughs) you know, like, come on, this earth is like fighting back against humanity right now. We've been so awful to it. So we need to fucking chill. We need to chill. And we, we, I, by us being cool and us being chill, hopefully that human urge to want to fit in people will want to fit in with that kind of thing and not fit in with like the you know the the capitalist bullshit that is so ingrained in us it's so ingrained that, that that's all of our our diplomas are it's just like a, a receipt for your indoctrination 
you know, and it's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And I think we can, um, start asking bigger questions and better questions. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about how to save the world, but maybe I am. Cause the questions I ask myself is what, what am I to people? You know, I'm a brother. Am I being the best brother I can be? I'm a boyfriend. Am I being the best boyfriend I can be? You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a director on films. Am I doing that to the best of my ability? These are things that, that I am and that I've become. Am I doing like, think about what I am and what's my relationship to people? Does this person consider me a friend? I'm there. Am I their friend? Am I being the best friend to them that I can be? You know, am I being the best to myself and my temple that I can be? These kind of things, it's like, if you, you just start asking the right questions, it's not even about answers. It just starts to lead you on a path, I think. Yeah. I'm glad you're 40, almost. Yeah. It's been cool. It's cool. And I know that we're talking about you because it's your birthday. But okay, cool. That's fine. That'll, that makes me feel less bad about it. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, it's having a front row seat like you is like awesome yeah i love it it's my favorite thing you know <laughs> i think you're the best thanks and thanks for being the best um to me and and in a lot of ways like yeah you taking care of yourself makes me want to take care of myself and mm. it's like that's it's contagious you know you showing up and being clean and always wanting to be the best at everything you do it's like it's really what you can do to Help me do that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. I mean, likewise. I could go on. I could, uh, we'll do a whole podcast about, about. I think, uh, I think we can spare people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I've been through a series of awakenings and I don't think I'm awoken or anything like that, but I've, I've been through a, a series of awakenings and uh enough to know they're gonna keep coming enough to know that that yeah it's that's kinda, what's cool you're like i've like i've blasted this thing enough times to know that i'm not yeah. on the other side of something oh no never never it, you know well it, it would be like a, a sunny day happening and you're like cool we're on the other side of rain yeah. it's just like there's storms are gonna blow in yeah and let them be awakenings you know let them let them become awakenings instead of uh, building a story of victimhood for yourself, because you know, like my my sister dying was was uh, an awakening. Caitlin having seizures it's it's like a mini awakening every time. It's like how am I going to show up to this? Mm-hmm. Do I want to show up as that fucking old that like that stressed out fucking jabroni who like just can't handle it and has to shield his eyes and like can barely like you know flinches in fear or do I want to show up for my sister more awakened there for her able to breathe through those situations the the calmest person in the room you know a friendly face for her to come back to when she comes out of that those can be awakenings or they can be like fucking the type of thing that like just will kill you the, the, the amount of stress that it can be so um you know stuff's happened so much shit has happened, you know. You you've seen, you've seen our career go fucking bonkers to like where we're barely doing anything to crazy off the rails again. And and we started this podcast, and it was like, you know. Yeah, it's know. its own portal. Yeah. It's been such its own portal because it's just like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Okay, let's do it again. 
what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Okay, let's do it again. Well, all, all this podcast is like because the films are such a like a fucking macro dose of like soul connecting and connecting with people in our environments and each other and building a project together and getting something out to the world. It's like, you, know, you wow. There's very few things I think that can touch those highs, but it's like I can't do it all the time. Just like big doses of, of psychedelics. This is the microdose, you know. The podcast is is the microdose of remember, you know. Yeah. Remember who you are. Remember you don't know shit. Remember you have friends. Remember that you want to be more connected. You're not alone. You're not alone out there. Yeah. We're all a little confused. Or a lot. Or a lot of confused. Like it's cool. It's it like it's cool and it's okay to be confused. Like. I think that's rad. I think that's part of being trapped in this fucking mystery is like, yeah, it's going to get confusing. You're going to have times when you're like, why am I doing this? And it's the best. And they usually follow a time where you're like feeling really good. Like I just, we just had two weeks of being like, we're in our purpose. Everything's making so much sense. Synchronicities. And then you just get, and then you get home and you're like, I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah. And it's cool. It's fine. It, like it, it's part it's of it. It's so fine. Yeah. It's so fine. But yeah, and it's like I feel like we're in particularly confusing times. So why not embrace it? Like I feel like that's a that's a portal to your chill, isn't it? Yeah. It's <laughs> like the things. It just becomes so simple. It's like, okay, be present, love each other, don't judge, love yourself, don't judge, show up again, accept what is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like okay, okay. And gratitude. Be grateful. Gratitude. It's so easy for me to get caught in the day-to-day narrative of like, how's this day going? I'm being nitpicky, like, oh, Cass wasn't nice to me, or this happened, or oh, that didn't work out, or this and that. That like, I'll I'll forget for fucking huge swaths of time that like I'm living my dream right now. Oh, yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. A dream that, like, I came up with when I was, like, 15, 16. Like, I want to make movies. I didn't even know what that meant. Like, I want to make movies. And I want to be an artist. And, uh, like, just kind of sticking with that. And just rendering out that vision as time goes on. And then you get there where you have the dope girlfriend. Two dope girlfriends. Are you fucking kidding me? Two dope girlfriends? The sickest apartment in the best city that the world's ever known. And, uh, like, I'm making films. And I'm, like, uh, communicating my vision of the world to people through art. Like, it's beautiful. Like, it's it's something to be so grateful for. It's like, like I got to start the day with that. Like, you know, like, I need to start the day in remembrance. I need to remember to start the day and, like... Just get high off that first things first. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, whew, wow. We're alive. Well, that's why I said We're healthy. We're young. We're living our dream. Yeah, that's We're doing what we want. That's why sometimes I think when either one of us get lost, we kind of like laugh at each other. It's like, and we're like, being no, ridiculous. I really want to be heard. And it's like, it's really hard to hear you when it sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like both of us, you I don't know? No, I know. I know. It, get, it can get ridiculous, but I mean, for the most part, like I'm saying, we're living the fucking dream. And uh, whew, 
I don't know how it happened. I, I know we put in a lot of work, but it's also like a lot of luck. There's like so much luck involved and so much, so much luck that you start to think, I don't really have a say in this. This is like, this is what I was uh, not like put here to do. Sounds so like, it sounds trite, but like, yeah, no, that's where, like, there's a path laid out for me. Yeah, that's where I like <laughs> astrology. The more we've gotten to know it about it through Mary, the more we've been like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You want to, you, you keep looking at the birthday book. You want to pull out the birthday book? I don't know what to say. What I can have you, your, wait, wait, why don't you introduce this book, first of all, for anyone that hasn't I heard of it? The, the Secret Language of Birthdays. Yeah. This book is fucking incredible. It has every single day of the year in there. And um, I think your day's really funny though. Mary and I get a real good kick out of yeah, it. Yeah, you guys you guys love pulling this thing out like pretty much once a week to read me my thing and laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're more laughing at ourselves cuz we're so uh caught up in cuz yours is so caught up in you. Yours is the day of the convincing storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> um read it. I'll read a little bit I'm of it. I'm going to take a little zip. <laughs> Hold it up. This isn't a good shot. July 14th people are convincing. And how? What confidence they don't gain by a forthright, trustworthy image they magically induce through an unassuming charm. Some born on this day boldly inspire confidence from the first meeting. Others win hearts precise th- th- through precisely the opposite, a low-key, even self-deprecatory approach. Those July 14th people who impress one as conservative or even colorless can nonetheless be very credible due to their objectivity and professional image. The marvelous thing about the seductive powers of the July 14th people is that they can work their magic in the unconscious. Even those who realize they are being won over may go along anyway, (laughs) feeling it to be a meaningful experience, (laughs) which is so funny. (laughs) I'm so wrapped up in you, and I'm like, I guess this is my awakening. Is this my destiny? Is this my destiny? Uh, Perhaps this is because those born in this day are not playing at seduction for its own sake, but to seek to enlighten others in some way. What the fuck? So that's like when you're like so strongly opinionated about something and telling me how it is. I'm like, it's like a bigger message oftentimes. Yeah, Yeah, but that's not good seduction. Telling someone how it is is not. It's like the opposite of seduction. Well, it works because like sometimes when I'm confused and someone else is telling me how it is, I'm like, yeah. You're the perfect person for me. In I that love way. it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, most July 14 people have a technical command of their profession, skill, or business that is remarkable. Their stories are fascinating and believable. Thus, they should prove to be unscrupulous. They can get away with murder before they are discovered. But that's like, you know, the two girlfriend thing, I think, sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, one day you're gonna be like, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, wait, wait, whoa, what, whoa, what, what is going fuck? on here? <laughs> what have I agreed to? No, I have so much fun. I love you, and I love Mare. Thus, this should prove to be, uh, if they are honest, their charming personalities are a faithful indication of a real worth of their product or service. Uh, tr- unfortunately, those born in this day are difficult to read and may fall under suspicions, as they sometimes seem too good to be true. Mm. I think Mare sometimes thinks that about you. I think I've already like gone through that dance. Well, I am too good should be true. I think so. She just has to hang out more and she'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Despite their charm, confidence, and general good humor, those born in this day become deeply depressed periodically. (sighs) Seemingly for no apparent reason. 
For those who look closely, July 14th people carry a tinge of sadness about them, which only serves to make them more human and attractive. (laughs) But when July 14th people are alone, they will submerge themselves in deeply plutonic areas of their personality, only hinted at at in their exterior. They are in touch with the dark corners of the human soul and carry these soulful qualities with them through life. Because people tend to admire them and give great weight to what they say, July 14th people should try to be sure about the veracity of their statements and advice. Fiction should not blend too perfectly with fantasy, because they possess the common touch. July 14th people are capable of reaching a wide audience and can easily misuse their personal magnetism to lead people astray, if they wish to do so. Their talent for creating believable illusions is highly developed and as with all good music- magicians, performed effortlessly. Those July 14th people who do not understand themselves perhaps misuse their, in- their influence and manipulate others unconsciously. Thus, they can be dangerous to everyone concerned. That's our favorite line. Uh, yeah. That's why Mara and I break out this book all the time. Dangerous to everyone concerned. Because we're both like, wait, what? <laughs> Doesn't it say something about uh, my diet in there too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, why? There's a kind of a thing on that. Is it, you want me to read that? Yeah. Health. July 14 people have a strange relationship to illness and disease. On the one hand, they have marked abilities to exert healing influence on the, on themselves and others, which I've noticed. I'm like, fuck, you have healing hands, which is intimidating. But on the other, seem to pre- periodically surrender themselves to sickness in a kind of ritualized exorcism of the plutonic side also checks out. Thus, they may appear to be suffering when they are undergoing a kind of renewal process. These are some of the few people whose depressions may be necessary for personal development. Physically, those born on this day may be vulnerable to a certain chronic digestive, respiratory, or skin disorders. Such ailments could be dealt with promptly. Usually, a July 14 person's diet is quite unusual, and they desire for extra physical exercise almost non-existent. They should be left to their own devices on, in both these areas. Do you want to, The advice says, recognize your own and own up to your own seductive powers, and having done so, serve higher constructive forces. Your effect on others is an indication of where you stand. Although you may grow by understanding your dark side, follow the light. Follow the light. That feels like everything we just talked about in this podcast. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah. It is kind of wild. Do you think all this checks out? Kind of. In like a hilarious, I mean, yeah, it does. It's it's kind of I mean, creepy. you're a fucking documentarian, and you tell stories, and you like we podcast. And, yeah. And and that's what we were just talking about earlier. How you can you're so convincing that sometimes when you're telling a good story, it's like everyone in the room is like, "Wow, we are having the most fun." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, this is the most fun apartment. Yeah. And you're like, wonder why people always want to be here. Because you're like, this is the best place in the world. This is the Church of Chill. There's no place better in the world. <laughs> and then... Why not tell good, convincing stories about your life? I'm not even saying other people because I barely get braggadocious. But fucking... To myself. I think everyone should be like, you're the most... Like, embody... That you are the party. You are yes. the most fun person to hang out with. You are the most loving. You are the coolest. And when someone gets in your car and listens to your mixtape, they are going to have the most fun that they've ever had in their entire life. It's and true. And that's the best vibe. And we have a responsibility to the universe, to ourselves, to carry not like a lame high vibe of wearing white and blah, blah, blah. Fuck all that. But of like making the people that you share time and space with Enjoy themselves because no matter who they are. 
Yeah, because you guys are having a great funny time together. It's light. It's Let's honor it's ridiculous. The that it's it feels like to me the best way to honor the moment. Yeah. And it's it, contagious it, it, because yeah. you do that with someone and then they're like, Oh, I could do this with someone else and then Yeah. I could hold space like that. Yeah. You know. We just we just dosed a friend. With mushrooms? And, yeah. And he was like, How do you do this? I was like, what? He's like, how do you hold space like this? And I was like, I'm not really fucking doing anything right now. I think it's just literally uh, just being cool. Just be cool, Just man. be cool, daddy. But I don't know. Is there a way to tell people uh, how to hold space for a more fun time? For uh, You know, like I, I do love what Laraji says about like don't go to the party. Go as the party. Like you are the party show up as show up like that to any situation i it's like what ramdas says is like all you can do for someone is work on yourself and all they can do for you is work on themselves yeah and, right and i'm not even saying that's about what's holding spaces i mean holding space is like okay here we are in the moment as free from judgments as possible and as present as possible because when you're present you can have a funnier time and laugh about things and notice things and be observational and energetically aware of where someone else is and if you're energetically aware of where someone else is you can like help them yeah like if you see someone like fading or waning or whatever like you can be more attentive to what their needs may be and their need may be that they might need a little space from you for a minute or they might need a quiet moment or they may need um laughter laughter <laughs> for the energy to shift yeah you know to me that's like the highest vibe you know funny times yeah that's that's really when like when when, it, when a group of people is laughing together it's like really when i mean that's when humanity's firing on all cylinders i know that's why when we're like yo we need the place to ourselves so we can clean up and take care of some shit it's like, not funny it is not as funny no, it's just, it's like just nothing really well, funny about it. Our best friends are the funniest people, and Mary's the funniest person. And we're like, okay, we got to clean and take care of this thing and do this. And yeah, it's like, okay. we're not laughing while we do it. And I'm like, maybe this is backwards. Like, maybe there is a way to keep life sustainable and be hanging out all the time. But Or maybe life is meant to be balanced, the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. Formless informing. Shout out to Andrew beautiful shirt yeah follow uh formless informing on instagram he made our uh he designed our church of chill shirts and he has this cool shirt and so many other designs incredible artist yeah and uh you can buy one of our church of chill shirts that's a good way to support us oh yeah support Etsy. our broke asses who are somehow making two movies right now <laughs> with no oh, money jesus christ <laughs> yeah etsy.com slash shop slash church of chill yeah yeah, everything's on our website. Also, patreon.com slash churchofchill. Um, if you give us any amount of money on there, you get access to the Discord. You get access to these Church of Chill um, music episodes that, like are you, like you're saying, that's that's us putting it out there. That's us, like, setting the vibe. You know, that that's us trying to help hold space. That's you hopping into our car. Yeah. And we're like, and we're, we're going to take, take a blunt a, ride. We're going to take a blunt ride. Yeah. You put on headphones or go to the park with this in your ears. And we all like take this similar ride together and it can get a little freaky sometimes. Or have your friends come over and everyone takes a couple tabs of acid and you use like an episode or two for the come up and then, you know, start putting on your stuff. But, you know, we, we, we got you. Those episodes are, they're very sacred to me. They're very sacred. 
a lot goes into them, believe it or not. And uh, so those are on patreon.com slash church of chill. We have 112 episodes so far, bonus episodes of this podcast, which are really fun and uh, a little more revealing and wild than we can get on YouTube. And uh, we're making two movies right now, and I can't wait to tell people about them. There are two, uh, like, it's it's dream come true type of projects. We already shot one, and we're in the midst of shooting another one. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, Venmo Cass. Venmo Cass Greener if you want to help out. <laughs> <laughs> so we can keep smoking pot through the process. <laughs> keep us high. Yeah, keep us high. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else new and exciting? You want me to pull a card? Yeah. What do you think it's going to be? What do you know it's going to be? I have no idea. I already know. I have an idea. Ooh. That is not what I thought. Seven of Swords. Look at this guy. Is, he's kind of like us. He's like running away. He's got all these swords. And, he's know, like. He can barely bundle them up and get them out of there. He almost has to leave a couple behind. <laughs> That's probably for us getting out of this podcast. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Cool. Thanks for joining us. We're Sean and Cass. This is the Very A Podcast. Peace, love, and magic. <laughs> <laughs>